Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and WSOU.net. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been listening over the last three weeks, we've been doing a lot of discussion about blockchain with Mr. Kenneth A. Goodwin Jr. of Genesis Capital Markets. Well, we're very blessed that he has introduced us to one of his colleagues, uh, Mr. James Smith, who is the founder and CEO of Catapult Research. And today we're gonna talk about some very interesting things around the financial markets and what Catapult Research does. James, welcome to the program and thank you for making time out of your busy schedule to join us on Leadership with Darrell W. Gunter. Well, thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate that Ken introduced us. Uh, Ken Goodwin of Gen uh, Genesis Capital Markets. Uh, I'm partnering with him and I, uh, I really appreciate the connection. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about something very interesting and near and dear to my heart is the GAN cycle. And the three topics we're going to focus on is the recent Fed decision, gold and silver. And we're going to discuss Warren Buffett's feeling about cryptocurrencies. I guess he's called it rat poison squared. Um, and we'll, we'll jump into that. But before we do that, if you could share with our audience a little bit about your great background, education, and experience. Okay. Uh, my background, I got a liberal arts degree from Gonzaga University, uh, Jesuit school in Spokane, Washington. Uh, graduated with a degree in English and a minor in uh, philosophy, which of course the Jesuits force you to get that. And so everybody's a philosophy major, but getting a job afterwards might be a little dodgy. So I went in the Peace Corps for a couple years because I wasn't in a hurry. I enjoyed that, don't regret it. Um, then went to Japan, taught English for a few years to uh, raise money to go to grad school. And the plan was uh, get a master's in uh, management from the American Grad School of International Management in, in uh, Arizona. And that worked out because I graduated in the fall of 87. Great time to graduate, of course. We had a crash. And lucky for me, I got a job right after the crash. Uh, worked for a few years for UBS, uh, then went to uh, Reuters. Uh, did capital markets for them, and got transferred to London, worked there for a few years, then went to Princeton Economics in New Jersey. So that's the roundabout way of getting where I am now. Uh, and then in 2001, I, um, I started my own company to pursue my passion in GAN. Uh, W.D. GAN is a guy who came up with uh, – some theories about the markets and using time and price and pattern. And I've been doing that ever since. So that's, that's full circle. That's where I come from. So what is GAN? What is the GAN cycle? And why do you get so worked up about it? Well, it's one of those things that for an outside observer, it's hard to believe until you actually prove it to yourself. But GAN had fixed cycles like 144, 90, 45. And his idea was that if a market runs into these numbers, in other words, you start from a low, you rally 144 days or 144 weeks, anytime you do that, you should be looking for a turn. 
it's not always a major turn, but if you get a cluster of cycles, uh, then you look for something more important. And that brings us full circle. That's where we are right now. We have a cluster of cycles at the end of January, early February. So I'm expecting a turn here. And the tricky bit is to know whether you're turning higher or lower. Uh, what I've told clients is that the S&P rallied into the end of January, which I predicted in December we'd bottom with the winter solstice, and then we'd rally in January. And you should be on the lookout for a possible hiccup in February. Uh, and so far the verdict is out because of course the Fed it just came out and surprised everybody by actually doing what the market wanted. Uh, there were a lot of people worried that maybe uh, they would withhold the right to continue raising rates later this year, but uh, they're going on pause and it looks like they may not raise rates until June or later, if that. They might not raise rates at all. So that is very bullish for the market, explains why your, your S&P's up, uh, uh, now it's 425, but it was up over 500 points at one point, or excuse me, the Dow, and the S&P is up 40 points. So we're looking at a very bullish scenario for the market, and the, I really like the fact that we're, we're doing this interview right after the Fed meeting, because it explains a lot of things. I've been very bullish on gold and silver. And I've told my clients, you have to own silver. If you love gold, don't buy gold, buy silver. Uh, because uh, the patterns for silver are more bullish than gold. They're both bullish. But I really like silver. Now we know why. Because the Fed is being very accommodative. Uh, it's actually great. You can see the dollars selling off today. Uh, when the dollar goes down, commodities go up. It's great. Uh, it sets up a rally in commodities, and most particularly gold and silver. So I enjoy that. So help me understand. The Fed came out with a decision today, and how does it track with your GAN cycle? Well, we get a cluster of, of cycles at the end of January and early February. And we can't pick the exact day, but I thought it might be relate to the Fed meeting since it's right here at the end of January. And I think it does relate. Now, the interesting thing I would say is that even though the Fed did everything the market wanted, it sometimes happens that a market will go down on good news. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not going down today, but in the next few days, there's a window of opportunity where if you rally to some overbought position early next week, you might see the market start to fall off for some other reason, totally unrelated to the Fed. Mm -hmm. In other words, the cycles are warning you that you could still have a hiccup in February. Mm -hmm. And But what I've told clients is the better trade is silver. And the reason is heads I win, tails I win. If you think about it, since the Fed did everything that the market wanted it's actually great for gold and silver because it's very dovish it, it actually creates inflation and people suddenly get interested in gold and silver now what would what would have happened if the fed had come out and said hey we're going to raise rates in march and we're going to do two rate hikes this year just like we promised in december well guess what markets would have sold off and a flight to quality people would have bought gold and silver because 
gold especially, but also silver is like a safe haven in a storm. So if the market sells off, you wanna own gold and silver. If the market rallies to some crazy amount, you wanna own gold and silver because they're a hedge against inflation. So I really like what happened today, uh, but I would caution you that as we move into next week, if the stock market starts to roll over on good news, that's, a, that's worse than if it sells off on bad news. Mm -hmm. you, it's kind of like a market that sells off on no news is really scary. Mm. It's more scary than a market that sells off on bad news. But if a market sells off on good news, that's really bad. So we've just had some really good news from the Fed. And if the market somehow goes up a bit more here today and tomorrow and then starts selling off on Monday, just, you know, that's something you should really be concerned about. It means the cycles may be working exactly as expected. And um, your prediction is that with the Fed holding still, which was good news, that um, you, you think the market will sell off? I think that it's not guaranteed. I wouldn't go out there and short the market. I would wait for it to show signs of weakness. If the market, see the thing with GAN, it's about time and price. The cycles tell you when you're going to get a turn but you still have to confirm it via price. So sometimes the cycles don't work. So you have to say, hey, I'm not gonna stick my neck out. I'm not gonna drink the Kool-Aid. I'm gonna wait for the market to sell off. If it starts to slide on rising volume, hey, okay, then I'll short the S&P. But I'm not gonna do it today, not even tomorrow, unless it shows that it's really starting to slide. Uh, so my call on, the S&P is conditional to weakness that so far hasn't presented itself. So next week, if you see the market start to sell off, we're still in the zone for the, the cycles. In other words, it would fit with the idea that we have a top end of January, early February, and then we go down hard in February. Um, so that still might work out, but right now the better trade is just to buy gold and silver. Um, Buy gold and buy silver. Yeah, or buy gold mining or silver mining stocks. You know. And what is your philosophy in regard to uh, the, the purchase of gold and silver? How long should one hold on to it? Or, or is, is, there, is there a specific uh, buying and selling pattern that you think would be best? Well, I believe, and I've been telling clients for the last year that we're starting a secular bull market here uh, in 2019 for gold and silver. In other words, it's not going to last a week, a month, not even a year. It's going to last multiple years. It's a multi-year bull market. It's going it, to, you want to get on the train before it leaves the station and you just want to ride it, you know, buy and hold. So that's why I say, you know, GDX or gold, silver mining stocks, you don't need to buy a particular stock. You can mm. just buy the ETF, which is GDX, mm. uh, and then just ride it for a couple years. You know, mm. it, it's going to last for quite a while. And how did you come about to start this uh, business called Catapult Research? Uh, well, I, I started it in 2001. Um, 
I was working for Princeton Economics and the company shut down and I had always had a passion for GAN. Uh, so I started my own company and I got investor, uh, some, some uh, institutional traders and investors interested to, uh, to take my service. That's how it started. And, uh, you know, it's been going ever since. So that is great. And you have a partnership with Jenison's Capital Marcus, correct? Correct. And yes. uh, what is the essence of that partnership? Uh, well, we're, we're going to partner up and do some, we may do a seminar at the end of February, early March. Uh, we don't have a date yet, but if, if uh, your listeners want to know, they can go to catapultresearch.com. And they will see uh, more information about when that seminar will happen, maybe a series of seminars. So Genensis, Capital Markets, and uh, Catapult Research, we're going to jointly put on that series of seminars and, and try to bring GAN to a lot of people who may not be familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, is there a particular set of uh, GAN principles or or theories that you've perfected over the years and if so are you are you able to share those with us yeah uh, as i mentioned there are a series of cycles that i watch but i don't believe that there's a particular cycle that is always going to work so to give yourself a better trading advantage i wait until i see a cluster of cycles then i have more confidence that a real turn is going to happen and I don't really care if the market goes down into the cycles or if it goes up into the cycles. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I care about is I want it to be overbought or oversold. I want the market to go to some extreme level, and then you have a better chance of a reversal in sync with the cycles. And that's, it, it's, it sounds um, pretty simple, and it is. But the tricky bit is like days like today, if you had shorted the market before the Fed meeting, which I would never advise, uh, you might be in trouble right now. I always wait to see confirmation via price, meaning there are certain GAN lines. When you close below them, you confirm that, hey, I was right. This market's turning down. Now, if it keeps going up, well, you know, you don't have a trade. So we always look at time and price together. One confirms the other. You can't trade with just time. You, you can't just look at the cycles and say, I'm going to short it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. James Smith of Catapult Research. He is in a partnership with Mr. Kenneth A. Goodwin Jr. of the uh, Genesis Capital Markets Company. And they are doing some very interesting research on the GAN cycle. Uh, if you've missed any part of this broadcast, uh, go to our podcast at Seton Hall University uh, Leadership with Darrell W. Gunter. So let's uh, ju- let's jump back into our discussion here. Um, how do you use this GAN cycle against the cryptocurrencies? Well, that's the beautiful thing about cryptos because normally if you think about the markets, you get a lot of people talking fundamentals. But what are the fundamentals when it comes to Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general? It's really hard to value a cryptocurrency using traditional models. Uh, Graham and Dodd, good luck. It ain't going to work. 
But if you're using chart patterns and you look, for example, Bitcoin topped December uh, 17th a year ago, and, and then it bottomed one year later, the one year anniversary of high or low for GAN was a very important cycle. So if you see something top, then you just count, you just mark it on your calendar a year later, you should be looking for another turn. And the fact that Bitcoin sold off strongly into that cycle, middle of January, that gave us reason to believe that, hey, it might have bottomed, but that doesn't mean that we buy it. Usually markets that, you know, if it's a bubble, which it was, and it crashed 80% or more, it's going to have to spend several months going sideways, building a base before it can rally. Now, with Bitcoin, if it rallies and it crosses 42.22, which is a key GAN level, then, okay, maybe you're starting a new uptrend. So there are other levels we're going to watch on the way up to confirm. But until it does that, you don't have a trade. So like I said before, time and price. The time was right for a bottom in the middle of December of last year. So we got time right. Now we need a close above 42.22, then we can get excited. So that's the way we view uh, Bitcoin. And in terms of, you know, what you mentioned before about Warren Buffett and rat poison squared, that's what he called Bitcoin. Uh, he thinks it's a big scam. I disagree. I think there's a chance it might come back, but I think you need to be uh, cautious right now. We have to wait for a close above 42.22, and then you can get excited. Uh, I don't think it's rat poison squared, and I, I think there's a chance that you might um, see a good trade there if you're, if you're interested in, in cryptocurrencies. So you've used a, a number of numbers and referred to them as cycles. And correct me if I've misunderstood it, but um, you talked about uh, 144 and 95. Did I catch that correctly? Uh, 90 and 144, yeah. 90. Uh, Explain those to, our, to, to me and my audience. Well, the idea is, uh, you know, GAN got his start in commodities. And the seasonal patterns, if you think about it, they're 90 days. And... You know, if you're a farmer, the seasons are important. And you might think, well, okay, that's good for commodities. It's not going to translate to stocks and bonds. But Gann did his research. He found out it does. So 90 days is the length, you know, from the winter solstice to the spring equinox is roughly 90 days. And from the spring equinox to the summer solstice, 90 days. And what's really interesting, if you're skeptical, go to the charts on the S&P and look, when did it top? Pretty much in sync with the uh, fall equinox. Mm. When did it form a lower high? 45 days later, halfway between the fall equinox and the winter solstice. The, the half cycle is also important for GAN. So you got a lower high on November 7th, and then you got a bottom December 21st in sync with the winter solstice. You get a rally back into the end of January. And guess what? February 4th, coming up this Monday, is the mid-season turn. And I'm saying to clients, look, 
This is not guaranteed. It doesn't work every time. But if you see stocks start to sell off next week, you know, uh, get out of harm's way quickly because a lot of people are going to say, hey, you should be buying the market. I'm saying you got to be a little cautious right now, especially if it starts to sell off early next week. So th that's where those cycles come into play. 144 was something taken directly from the Bible. If you think, uh, for Gann, he was a big believer in the Bible, and he looked at those numbers as having real value. So <clears throat> 12 tribes of Israel, 12 times 12 is 144. 72 is half of 144. Uh, all these numbers, in his way of thinking, they had value, and they, they really resonate in the markets. And I don't expect people to believe this, but if you go to my website and you register with your name and email address, you'll get access to free reports. You can prove it to yourself. Does it work or does it not work? And, and, and please do. We're, we're, believe it or not, we're coming to the close of our interview. Um, I, I want to make sure that folks can contact you. Could you share your contact information and your website? Yeah, the catapultresearch.com. Also LinkedIn, Catapult Research. I have 30 free articles on LinkedIn, and I have even more articles free on my website, catapultresearch.com. If you just log on, give me your name and email, you will get access to free articles. And I think you'll find it very educational. Uh, it's, it's, it's really surprising. It surprised me when I first started studying it because in theory, this is not supposed to work. Uh, people keep telling you, don't time the market, don't time the market. You watch CNBC or any of the financial news programs, they say it over and over and over, don't time the market. I think there's a time to time the market. If the economy has been up for 10 years, there's a, markets don't go up forever. They go up and they go down. And right now, this economy has been going longer than on record, the stock market. Do you think statistically it's gonna keep going? You're, you're betting, I think it's a, it's a bad bet. I think even if you think everything the Fed's doing is great, even if you like the economy, uh, statistically, the odds are against you. So in a normal economy, you know, the government is running and, you know, all of the micro and macro economic things are happening. But then you have this, this, this false interruption in the economy with the government shutdown. Does your, how does your research take into effect like a government shutdown, which was, was shut down uh, not for uh, a, good, a good business reason? Well, the, the interesting thing about the cycles, they don't tell us the fundamental reason. So it could be the trade talks with China breakdown, could be the shutdown, the government shutdown has lingering effects. Uh, the IRS is just getting back on to business and maybe there, there'll be a delay in getting out those tax refunds. So all of that could be really negative on the, the economy and consumers, people are waiting for those tax uh, refunds. And guess what? Uh, you know, even though today's a great day because of what the Fed just did, I think you have to consider the fact 
that some of these fundamentals might come back to bite us. And even though the GAN cycles don't specifically address the government shutdown, they don't, they don't talk about it, right? I mean, GAN, he died in 1955, but his theory is that the cycles matter. And even if we can't figure out what is going to cause the market to turn down, we, we know the cycles generally work. It's not going to work every time, but you're a fool if you bet against it. Uh, you know, and especially once you see the market start to sell off next week, you got to stand out of, get out of harm's way. That, that's my advice to your listeners. And what happens if the market doesn't have a sell-off next week? Well, then you should be buying gold and silver regardless because heads I win, tails I win. I'm telling you that if the economy keeps going up and if the stock market keeps going up, it's going to create inflation, asset inflation. And people look to hedge that risk of inflation with gold and silver. So either way, they're going to go up. So the big bet right now is gold and silver. And then if you see the stock market start to sell off next week, if you so choose, you can start liquidating some of your portfolio. Um, and like, if you think about it, Warren Buffett, pretty famous guy, he's got $100 billion in cash. He's also got a stock, Apple, $70 billion. The market cap of Berkshire Hathaway is $510 billion. That works out to 13% of his portfolios invested in one stock, which you might think is a little imprudent, but why did he do it? He's a smart guy. Everybody knows that. So why did he do it? Well, guess what? Apple has $200 billion in cash. So for a guy that tells you don't time the market, buy and hold, go for the long term, his very actions are proving that he does not believe in this market. He's not going to be sitting on $100 billion in cash if he believes in the market. He's not going to buy one stock of a company that has $200 billion in cash if he believes in the market. He, he may believe in Apple, and he may be willing to ride out the storm, but I'm saying his very actions prove that he's worried about this market. He, he may talk up this buy and hold nonsense, but that's, that's really not what's going on here. What's really going on is that he knows a storm is coming. But he knows a storm is coming, but he's given us the opposite advice. Why? Exactly. Well, the interesting thing, he really is true to his word. He doesn't care if Apple drops 50%. He'll buy more. He's got $100 billion in cash. Now, the question would be, all the lemmings that follow him, do they have $100 billion in cash? I don't think so. And proportionally, they don't even, if you think about it, if Berkshire Hathaway is a $510 billion market cap, yep. um, and he's, he's sitting on $100 billion in cash, that's, that's a pretty hefty, do you have 20% of your money in cash? That's the question mm -hmm. for his followers. Right. If, if they really buy into him, they should match his level of cash. I'll bet you most of them don't have 20% in cash. Okay. So well, I, I, think it, I think his actions speak louder than his words.
Absolutely. Uh, James, uh, you know, believe it or not, we've run out of time. I want to thank you for coming on our program. And we're going to have you come back because um, I, I like to do this quarterly if that works out with you, because I like to uh, keep track of what's happening in the market and how Catapult Research is, is keeping the GAN cycle uh, in check uh, with that. Thanks for coming on the program. Well, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Daryl. I appreciate this. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. James Smith of Catapult Research. Um, if you want to get his reports, please go to his catapultresearch.com to get his free reports. So that wraps it up for this weekend with leadership with Darrell W. Gunter on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Have a great weekend, but remember, leadership begins with you. Have a great one.